against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Warren. You're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom. Welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live, where your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution, cover breaking news, culture, dramatic warfare. We'll be your guide through the separation of money and state. Today is September 14th, 2023. Another day in Bitcoin. Another day on the Bitcoin roller coaster. They don't call it the Bitcoin roller coaster for no reason. There's ups and downs. We hit 25K. We're back to 26,697. But if you zoom out, if you zoom out in the grand scheme of things. If you believe in the meme, 21 million divided by infinity, or infinity divided by 21 million, I think it is. Um, you, we all know we're early. Uh, but th there's something I want to talk about today specifically. There was a very famous uh, spaces that Michael Saylor did, and I think he did it with uh, some, some legacy media people. It was a huge spaces. And there was three things that he said needed to happen in order for Bitcoin to 10x. And then during that spaces, he even said, if these thing, if these three things happen, Bitcoin will inevitably hit $5 million per coin. Now, what were those three things? First thing was the changing of the FASB rules, right? With the accounting, the fair value accounting rules. And that happened not too long ago. We broke the news. Uh, I wasn't there. I had some swan duties that day, but Opti and uh, I think it was Rustin were holding it down. Uh, so we covered that. And then number two was large banks, right? I'm not talking about like small banks or, you know, these, these Bitcoin crypto focused banks. I'm talking about large banks offering institutional custody uh, uh, of, of Bitcoin, of digital assets for their clients. Check that off. That's happening. Uh, you have banks all around the world, whether it's Banco Santander. Uh, the news that came out today, which is I wanted to cover this, is Deutsche Bank uh, is applying for a li license to custody digital assets for their customers. And then and the third thing, which has been like the big news of this year, is the BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF. Uh, or I would even I wouldn't even call it the BlackRock, just a, a Bitcoin spot ETF. Um, those are the three things that Michael Saylor said needed to happen in order for Bitcoin to just go parabolic into this 5 million, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And those things are basically already happening. Like the FASB, check that off, right? That was a huge, that was a massive deal. So check that off the list. That doesn't start, um, that doesn't start going into action until the year 2025. Then you have, uh, so that's the FASB ruling. Then you have uh, banks, large banks, custodying Bitcoin. Check that off the list as well. Really, the only thing out of those three things is the BlackRock spot ETF. Or sorry, the spot, I keep saying BlackRock, maybe it's a Freudian slip. The spot Bitcoin ETF. Uh, how long will Gary Gensler be able to delay this? Uh, he got absolutely hammered in, in Congress. Uh, there was a hearing this week. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this is pretty crazy. And it's really interesting. If you've been here for a while, you know, Opti and I are class of, uh, I'm class of 2016, Opti's class of 2017, but it's the same epoch, really. Um, you know, one of the narratives that existed when Bitcoin was falling, you know, it fell from 20K back down to 3K. And one of the coping narratives all the way down was the institutions are coming, the institutions are coming, the institutions are coming. I think you could say without a doubt, that the institutions are here, 
Uh, you, you can't deny that. Now, the thing is, do the institutions have the necessary infrastructure to onboard onto Bitcoin? Uh, and I think that's an open question, but you can't deny that the institutions want exposure to Bitcoin. That's undeniable, right? We broke the news the other day that BlackRock had a lot of microstrategy, had a lot of exposure to public, uh, to publicly traded Bitcoin mining companies as well, right? So some very interesting stuff. Now, here's the thing though, right? So yes, this number go up, whoop-de-doo. But remember, the revolution is individuals taking back financial sovereignty by taking Bitcoin into self-custody. So just because you're buying a Bitcoin spot ETF or BlackRock's Bitcoin spot ETF through Charles Schwab or Robinhood or whatnot, uh, that that isn't real Bitcoin. That's paper Bitcoin. Uh, that's an IOU. The only way that you get true real Bitcoin is by you know buying Bitcoin, earning Bitcoin, mining Bitcoin, and taking that said Bitcoin into cold storage, right? And then preferably the step after that is stop trusting someone else's copy of the blockchain, run your own Bitcoin software, run your own node. Uh, the one I recommend personally, because it's the one I use, uh, is Start9. They're freaking awesome. Um, so definitely check them out if you're interested in, in running a Bitcoin node. But yeah, it's uh, very interesting times that we're living in. But uh, you know, I don't think I've ever been so bullish. How you doing, Opti? You're wearing the the simply Bitcoin merch today, bro. You're you're modeling. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's raining right now. It, it's it's officially hoodie season. So you're raining, but you're inside. Yeah, whatever. I feel like wearing a hoodie today. It's it's nice. It's comfy. I'm wearing this all the time. Uh, get yourself one at simplybitcoin.com. Um, yeah, man. It's hey, let let your boy live for once. Jeez. Um, yeah, crazy. You're, you're, this you're not in uniform, bro. You you went from collared shirts to hoodies. What happened? You're regressing. <laughs> uh, well, suits coming soon. I had a conversation with Chris yesterday. Are we, are and, we wearing suits? And I'm, I, I need to get oh, me a three-piece suit. I missed that episode, man. I love Chris. Shout yeah. out Bitcoin. Shout out our, our boys over at Bitcoin Mag. Um, but yeah, crazy, uh, crazy developments. And, and it, we really talked about it yesterday as well, pretty, pretty extensively on the show of how it is undeniable that the institutions want your Bitcoin. There is so much institutional investment and there's just so much capital waiting on the sidelines for everyone <laughs> for uh, to, to get ushered into Bitcoin, you know, like all the biggest asset managers. Well, not all of them, but many of the big asset managers of the world are looking to get exposure to Bitcoin. We're seeing huge banks do the same thing. And it just goes to show you that you guys are early and we are on the precipice of an amazing bull run as far as I'm concerned. And now is the time to be stacking sats. It's still what, 26K? So like we got the best opportunity ever. And I know everyone is losing their mind because this bear market's been so long, but this is where legends are made. Anyways, on today's culture, I saw this um, a couple tweets from uh, Tom Luongo, and, and if you guys aren't familiar with him, he's a, a great, I guess you call him like geopolitical analyst. He he is kind of low-key a gold bug, and I know he's kind of maybe loosely uh, understands Bitcoin, but he created this meme, and, and I really wanted to touch on it today because it kind of changed my views on what we've been talking about. We're always talking about, you know, the normies out there or in the not-so-nice way, you know, the sheeple out there, and he coined this new phrase about uh like the masses are are 
are comfortable wolves. And I, I really want to cover this because I think it does change the framing and it's a little more positive view on what's going on in the world. And we talk about it constantly that people need to feel pain. And once they feel that pain and they wake up, man, shit's going to get really crazy. And it really does feel like this is where we are right now. So, you know, just prepare yourself. It's, it's, you know, are we on the precipice of a global recession? Who knows? Are we, you know, are we currently in a depression I don't know. The official numbers are lying to us, but we know that uh, inflation is higher than they want and your purchasing power is going down the drain. And I have these conversations with a bunch of my Bitcoin friends and we're all feeling the same thing. It's like, man, dude, things are getting more expensive and it's only a matter of time until people start to ask what the hell is going on right now. And this is why we keep planting the seeds here on the show uh, you know, in personal conversations with people in real life. And it's like we have built the foundation for people to protect themselves, to get on the exit boat, get on the safety net, which is Bitcoin. So get on the Bitcoin standard, guys. Get on the Bitcoin standard. That's right. Just get on the Bitcoin standard, get on the life raft and, uh, you know, you'll be watching the world around you doing doing its thing. But uh, you know that your future, your family's future, your wealth, your time, your energy, your work is protected. <laughs> By the largest decentralized computing network in the world. Sorry, I'm laughing at the chat. You guys are wild, bro. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, let's jump into the numbers. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seeds Do-It-Yourself Kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to hodl your bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul stamp your seed on stamp seed that's right ladies and gentlemen don't put yourself in a position where you have to explain to your grandchildren why you lost your generational wealth because you decided to st st store it on paper store your generational wealth on titanium one of the strongest metals on planet earth you could scan the qr code on your screen right now take, take you directly to stamp seed website use promo code simply get 15% off. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 26,640. Sats per dollar, 3,754. Block height, 807,650. Blocks to having 32,350. Having estimate April 22nd, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, 4,776 Bitcoin. Capacity value, 127 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation, 1.75%. The market capitalization of Bitcoin, $519 billion with a B. Bitcoin versus gold market cap, 4.07%. Very, very, very nice. All right, good numbers overall. You know, I love my favorite stat. I always tell you guys this is the realized monetary inflation of Bitcoin, 1.75%. That number is going to continue to go down forever. Um, so it continues to take fiat currencies to absolute school. Even if they get it to their targeted holy grail 2% inflation, uh, you know, 
not even going to come close. Anyways, I do have some wait, videos. Wait, wait, Nico. My favorite number is block height because that number is going up forever, Laura. That that that, that <laughs> number just it just makes an all-time high every 10 minutes no matter TikTok what. TikTok next block. It's almost TikTok like Bitcoin works. TikTok next block. Anyways, here's a clip. I have two clips for you guys. Here's a clip from SEC Chair, Chair Gary Genzer. Uh, and he said some interesting things at the hearing. We're going to play you some clips of this hearing as the days go by. So let's check out this clip and I have another one and then we'll talk about it. And help protect Americans from the crypto abuses that cost consumers billions. Um, if they were to live up to the investor protection built into their current laws, it would help investors. But right now, unfortunately, there's significant noncompliance and it's a field which is rife with fraud, abuse around you and uh, misconduct and help protect Americans from the. So I, 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 I want to, fr- two things, right? I agree um, in a way. I agree in the sense that it is full of fraud. It is full of abuse. It, it is full of misconduct. Um, now the initial part. Um, and help protect Americans from the crypto abuses that cost consumers billions. I'm going to reframe that, right? From the crypto abuse that cost consumers billions. Fine, you could say shit coins, you could say this. What about from the governmental inflationary abuse that cost people all around the world millions, if not billions of dollars? Why is that never talked about? Um, and that brings me to uh, one of Tucker's uh, episodes that he did in Argentina. He did an episode, about a 10-minute episode, covering what's happening in Argentina. He's going to cover, he's going to interview Javier Mali. Javier Mali is, uh, he is, he's a hardcore Austrian economist, libertarian. He wants to end the central bank. You know, he wants to cut down on the administrative state, all of that stuff. Uh, he said some pretty crazy stuff, not going to lie. Tucker's going to interview him tomorrow. But what was really interesting about Tucker's opening monologue, which we're going to cover extensively tomorrow, is um, he said the quiet part out loud. That inv- inflation is theft. Uh, politicians aren't productive. The way that they raise money is through direct taxation, but they could only do that for so long until people revolt. So they do that through the hidden tax of inflation. We must continue to chip away at this, right? Like, you know, peacefully, of course, but chip, chip away at this. Move the Overton window. Start get start getting people to ask the question, what is money? Why does my money lose purchasing power? Is it necessary for my money to lose purchasing power? That's when people are going to start asking really big questions. And remember, they do not have a response to this. Anyways, talking about shifting the Overton window, here's Joe Squawk. Uh, five years ago, you would have never have believed this. Uh, we did have a, a Bitcoiner who was a writer for Forbes, and he got a bit upset when I said that the legacy corporate media changed their tune uh, because of the BlackRock spot ETF. And he said, no, that's not true. I was working at Forbes from before. Okay, I, I take his word for it. He's a Bitcoiner. I believe him. But the legacy... Corporate media, you know, mainstream news, cable news. Are you trying to tell me that the interest from BlackRock to launch a spot ETF has not influenced their change of tune whatsoever? I don't know about that. Anyways, here's Joe Squawk. It's about a one minute clip and then we'll talk about it. And move on to crypto, if you'd indulge me for a second, because we always have these crypto conversations and 
there seems to be this thing happening. I don't know, if Joe, we were talking about $25,000 yep. uh, with Bitcoin. Meanwhile, BlackRock and all of these folks, all the folks that we thought were never going to do this, are now doing it, and yet it's not moving at all. Well, it's and, moving today. Well, I mean, sure, 26. This is 26. It was four when, when we started saying it wasn't going anywhere. 4,000. Oh, well, okay. But, so, but the question is, is this now a risk-on, a risk-off thing? What do you, how do you even correlate this to what's happening with the Fed? Because for a long time, you used to talk about crypto in regard to the Fed. So, so I think crypto settling as part of the ecosystem. I think people have recognized it is not the new global currency. People have also recognized it's not going to disappear tomorrow. It's becoming institutionalized. And I think, actually, if I were a crypto person, I think this maturation process is a good thing. Um, where it moves from day to day, is, I can't really comment on that. I still think it's, it's outperformed every asset in one year, five year, and ten year. <laughs> I mean, I, I, think, I think he's pretty jaded a little bit, right? Uh, like, you know, it, it's going to zero at 4,000. And uh, mind you, like, uh, Pete Ruzzo does a great job doing this. But, like, he goes back in time and finds, like, original posts of people, which is why it's so important to zoom out when in doubt of people posting, ah, Bitcoin isn't going anywhere. And Bitcoin was at like $100. Bitcoin was at like $200 at the time, right? So like when in doubt, zoom out. Uh, obviously, Joe is completely converted. He's like, why are we even talking about the short-term volatility? When we started when we started covering this, it was literally at $4,000. It's at $26,000 at the, at the you know, depths of, of bear market. Uh, he gets it. I mean, and this is actually one of the things that has helped me orange pill as many people as possible. It hasn't been me saying that Bitcoin's better money. It hasn't been me saying like, oh, look, you know, separate money from state. Hasn't been me saying, you know, it's a deflationary currency, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's been the biggest converter of people. You plant the seed, you say Bitcoin. Right. They ignore you for like a couple of years. Then two, three years later pass. Number goes up. And all of a sudden you get that text from that friend that you haven't talked to in a long time. And he's like, hey, about that Bitcoin thing. NGU is the biggest converter of people. It is the biggest orange pillar, in my opinion, is the most effective way. And clearly you could see that with Joe. Right. He was like, hmm, yeah, I mean. We started covering this was at 4K. I don't know why you're talking about the short-term volatility. What the hell is wrong with you? Anyways, uh, why are you pulling that up, Opti? Oh, it's from wine. It's from wine. Oh, man. Anyways, wine. What's uh, wine? Just call wow. you wine. Opti, what's your now, take on this? You know, of all the disgrace you've ever done and all the trolling, calling me wine <laughs> might be the worst. No, I'm just trolling. Love you, wine. Um, anyways, first and foremost, you know, shout out to Joe Kernan. Um absolutely love to see him just constantly battle the corporate bs fud around bitcoin and and i say this all the time you know like number go up love it or hate it is the fundamental thing driving all of bitcoin adoption there's that and then on the negative side all of the crazy stuff coming out from uh you know the bureaucrats out there we we covered the g20 stuff where they're trying to roll out a digital id cbdc central bank uh digital control mechanisms and these two things together are, in my opinion, the driving forces for Bitcoin adoption. It's like you we say it all the time. And, and the meme's been catching on, Nico. I don't know if you've been seeing it on Twitter, but Bitcoin or slavery 
it's starting to catch on and people are starting to notice that it's not even hyperbolic anymore. But anyways, starting with the first video, uh, I totally agree with that uh, congressman or whatever. Like crypto is full of fraud, like 100% agree. Hence why we're Bitcoin only. Like there's Bitcoin and there's shitcoin. And it, it triggered the thought in my mind about, uh, I, I think I brought it up last week. It was uh, the idea, I forget what video it was, but we played something on in the numbers about the, the seen versus the unseen consequences of economics. And it's very clearly visible, the seen consequences of crypto scams, and it's very easily noticed. And, you know, it's always rolled out as like the detriment to the whole Bitcoin industry. And those are the seen consequences. Obviously, there's been a lot of people getting rug pulled, getting, you know, losing their their life savings because of shitcoin scams. And so it's very easily uh, an emotional Thing you can roll out so people are like oh let's protect the little guy but as we've going to cover and I, and I really thought you were going to play that uh tucker carlson video that you put on your twitter i'm i'm sick dude i mean so i was divided i was divided about what i wanted to make the well, show no, on today. no worries no worries. I, I was like i was like okay are we gonna make it about tucker or are we gonna make this about the sailor i think the sailor thing uh, I was I was much more excited <laughs> about the sailor thing because a little little thing came out in my head. I'm like, holy cow! The three things that Michael Saylor said needed to happen for Bitcoin to hit five million. All, all of happening. those things have happened. They've all yeah. happened, right? So I was like, we have to cover this. We will cover Tucker okay. tomorrow. I was really I actually made a thumbnail for Tucker okay, and cool. everything. It was awesome. ready to go. But, but I guess um, I guess uh, you know we'll put we'll put a pin on that thought. But tomorrow, remember, we're going to be talking about the unseen consequences of money printing, and that always gets obfuscated, always gets lost on people because it's not like a linear connection. You know, like you you gotta you know there's some nuance to this, and most people can't think past like 20 seconds. You know, ADHD or whatever. Like we, we're all being inundated with so much dopamine. For from, from social media that we either tune out or it just like it doesn't seem like it's important and and i can see people in the chat saying the same thing that we always hear is like once you start talking about bitcoin once you say the b word people instantly tune out and it's only a matter of time until people wake up to what's going on here so you know plant those uh bitcoin fundamentals into people's minds without using the b word usually helps and and goes a long way and then you're finally like hey <laughs> you know have, have you heard about bitcoin here's the pill take it uh but yeah man it just uh it just goes to show that the world is waking up and every metric that i'm seeing is pointing towards the fact that i think in 2025 more people are going to wake up to the scam that is fiat and of course the safety boat that is bitcoin and hey we're here for it so i'm uh i am super excited and yes yes hold on hold on arthur you can buy our merch with bitcoin if you so want to yeah exactly go go click scan the qr code it'll take you directly to the website and you could you could pay you could pay in bitcoin uh i think i think uh wine set up the lightning uh yeah 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 we we got you guys we got you guys back we got you guys back rep some simply bitcoin merch anyways um so yeah man it's uh it's really really exciting stuff all right guys let's jump into the news we got a lot to cover today before we get into news actually uh right now we are currently sitting pretty at 70 likes help us maintain our streak let's break a hundred likes within the out first hour of the live stream so if you're enjoying the show make sure to smash that like button smash it smash it smash it smash it, smash it, smash it, smash it wait 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 can it. we do a That's legacy hard. smash the like button nico 
What's that? What's the latest? <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> the like button. Something like that. Anyways, guys, let's get to the news. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with the UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, guys, I literally made it easy for you. All you got to do is pull out your phone, scan the QR code, direct, take you directly to the foundation devices website where you can get yourself a passport hardware wallet. It's one of the nicest hardware wallets on the market. I highly, highly recommend it. Take your Bitcoin into self-custody. Anyways, the moment you guys have all been waiting for. This is a Twitter spaces Michael Saylor did a while ago. And like I said, he said th three things. One, two, three. Three things needed to happen in order for Bitcoin to hit five million. Ladies and gentlemen, those three things have happened. Enough of me. Let's hear from the Chad Saylor himself, and then I'll break it down. And, and you think the catalyst for that 10x is it really is the moment that JP Morgan Chase or, or, or other big money center banks can custody these for large corporates. That's it. That's the sea change, because there's really no reason why they shouldn't be diversifying the assets on their balance sheet. Is that is that your take? Because I know that like Tim Cook, I don't know where it came from earlier this week. He said something like, ah, I own some Bitcoin, but we have no designs on anything. Or I don't know if he said Bitcoin or crypto in general. Is that the thing? And then, and then I, the. I I think there's three big, look, first of all, it's going up by a factor of 10, whether they fix any of the stuff, right? It's going to go a lot. It's going to be a grind up by a factor of 10, just because gold is broken and Bitcoin's going to replace gold. And now everybody in the universe knows they need a non-sovereign store of value in the form of a bearer instrument. So now they're looking the the amount of stories for last year, people said inflation may be coming. We're not sure. Now, the mainstream narrative is flipped to inflation is here. You need an inflation hedge. So it's going to grind up to replace gold. It'll go to $500,000 a coin, regardless of whether they fix these things. But there are three things that are massive catalysts that cause an acceleration. And I, I don't think that those three things don't take us to 500000 They take us to $5 million a coin, right? Those three things are a spot ETF where someone can go ahead and buy $100 million of Bitcoin via security, an ETF security. I think that's one. Two is your bank is going to custody it for you and lend against it. And three is uh, I can mark it up or mark it down on my balance sheet based on fair value. Parapasu, it'll be parapasu to the way I'd handle Apple stock or at least that good. If it's if you have property with fair value accounting, by the way, it becomes parapasu 
to the way you'd handle treasury bonds on a treasury balance sheet. Treasuries are better than stocks because treasury is property, whereas a stock is a security. And you're capped out at 40% of your balance sheet as security. So, so uh, it would be a major, major breakthrough if, if you saw any of those three things. And I, I'll end with this one observation. I tweeted this last week, but I still I think it's very powerful. It's if the banks can hold this stuff on their balance sheet, then a whole new class of investors are going to buy it. People are going to put in billion and multi-billion dollar orders to buy it as a treasury asset. Nobody's going to sell it because there's no reason to sell it if you can borrow against it at LIBOR plus or at SOFR plus 50 basis points, right? So you'll be, you'll be borrowing against Bitcoin at SOFR plus 50 or SOFR plus 100 basis points. No one's ever going to sell it. And then, as I joked, you won't be able to afford it. I mean, you will be able to afford it, but, you know, everybody gets Bitcoin at the price they deserve. Boom! <laughs> Chad Saylor coming in strong. I mean, if that is not a better, you know, argument as to why you should literally pause the show right now, stop what you're doing, stack some sats, I don't know what is. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, the FASB ruling was massive. So let's get into those three things. Let's break it down one by one. We connect the dots at Simply Bitcoin. You guys know the deal. So the FASB ruling was absolutely massive. This is something that we covered on Simply Bitcoin uh, last week. Um, so FASB votes in favor of fair value accounting for Bitcoin. In a long anticipated move, Bloomberg Tax reported the Financial Act Accounting Standards Boards is set to introduce new fair value accounting rules for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. These new rules aim to provide a more accurate reflection of the market value of digital assets and bring greater transparency to the financial uh, reporting of companies that hold cryptocurrencies. The rules expected to be published by the end of the year are set to go into effect as soon as 2025, but companies will be able to apply them earlier than that, the report said. For years, the valuation of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin has been a challenging aspect of financial reporting for companies. The volatile nature of these digital assets have made it difficult to accurately assess their fair market value. Under the current accounting standards, companies often struggle to present a true picture of their financial health as the value of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies fluctuate wildly. The fa uh, FASB's move to introduce fair value accounting rules will require companies to regularly assess the fair market value of their digital assets and report any fluctuations in value, in value as part of their financial statements. This means that if the price of Bitcoin surges or plummets, companies will have to reflect these changes in their financial reports, providing stakeholders with a more accurate picture of their financial position. So that's number one. That is number one. That's the, that's number one that Michael Saylor said. Let's move on to number two. Actually, I think number 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 one was the spot Bitcoin ETF. But whatever, we're changing the order. It's okay. Number two, um, a spot Bitcoin ETF. The one that I am the most optimistic about is the BlackRock spot ETF. BlackRock is the largest asset manager in the world. They have trillions upon trillions of dollars assets under management. Uh, they have a tremendous amount of political influence. So out of all the spot Bitcoin ETFs, I think that this one is the one that I'm mo most optimistic about. And remember, guys, it isn't just the spot Bitcoin ETF news that broke. You have to connect the dots with the Grayscale lawsuit that the government lost against Grayscale, right? 
it's all kind of headed in the in 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 the right, right direction for this inevitably to be approved. We know there's a spot Bitcoin ETF approved in Canada. It's already up and running. One got approved in Europe. How long until, you know, it gets approved in the United States? Now, this is something that I asked Parker Lewis when he came on Simply Bitcoin IRL. Definitely check out that episode if you believe that it was politically motivated. Um, and if my memory serves me correctly, he said yes. Uh, I would agree to that statement as well. Uh, we know about Operation Choke Point 2.0. Uh, Caitlin Long came on the show to talk about, you know, Custodia Bank and how it was unfairly treated and it didn't re receive the federal banking charter. Uh, uh, she said it not. This is not coming from my mouth. It came from Caitlin Long's mouth herself. She said that she believes that it came directly from the White House to deny her a federal banking charter. And what's really interesting is that when she got denied a couple months later, the American version of a central bank digital currency, the Fed now was launched, right? So a lot of coincidences. Anyways, um, so how a Bitcoin ETF, $30 trillion in new capital will impact the Bitcoin price. So this article does a great job at kind of breaking it down, what it could mean. But without a doubt, I think Michael Saylor is right. I think that once you make it easy to, you know, get exposure to Bitcoin, uh, without, you know, going through the process of, you know, which is so crazy to me, but the, the fact that I'm about to say this, but whatever. Um, it's so crazy to me that, like, you can't just buy Bitcoin. These companies just can't buy Bitcoin and take it into self-custody. But I get them. I, I get it, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of, do they have the infrastructure to do that? Uh, you know, you obviously have to use multi-sig, whatever. A lot of people just feel comfortable outsourcing that. Obviously, we can't recommend that. We actually recommend you to strictly take self-custody of your Bitcoin, whatever which way you decide to acquire it. Obviously, we recommend Swan. Um, you know, take that said Bitcoin into self-custody. But still, I think uh, the BlackRock ETF uh, could, you know, meaningfully impact the price. Now, two, two schools of thought on this. Uh, Greg Foss and James Lavish, which we had on the IRL, they said, yes, uh, this is going to be very, very beneficial for the price because it's a spot ETF. They're not going to be able to rehypothecate it. Now, on the other side of the argument, Lawrence Lepard and Caitlin Long said rehypothecation, rehypothecation, rehypothecation. Right. So I think a spot Bitcoin ETF is a double edged sword. Definitely. I, I could definitely foresee it, you know, causing some type of downward pressure if there is rehypothecation. I mean, they did the same thing with gold. Uh, what makes you think that they wouldn't try to do the same thing with Bitcoin? Uh, that's my take on that. And then last but not least is uh, banks, right? Banks having the ability to take custody of, you know, of, of digital assets for their clients. This is another massive bank, uh, that, uh, that Deutsche Bank, to hold uh, one of the largest banks in the world. Uh, this just dropped from Reuters, an article today, Deutsche Bank to hold crypto for institutional clients. Deutsche Bank has partnered with Swiss crypto firm Taros to provide custody services for institutional clients, cryptocurrencies, and tokenized assets. Tara said in a statement on Thursday, the partnership means Deutsche Bank will, for the first time, be able to hold a limited number of cryptocurrencies for its clients, as well as tokenized versions of traditional financial assets, a Deutsche Bank spo uh, uh, spokesperson said. But it isn't also it isn't only Deutsche Bank. There's a lot of other banks that did this as well. I'm just going to mention this one because it's a large uh, 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 bank in the United States. 
And this actually was announced October 11th of last year. BNY Mellon today announced that its digital asset custody platform is live in the US with select clients now able to hold and transfer Bitcoin and Ether. This milestone reinforces BNY's Mellon commitment to support client demand for a trusted provider of both traditional and digital asset servicing. So the three things that Michael Saylor said needed to happen for Bitcoin to hit $5 million, all of those things, check them off. The only thing you could not say has not happened yet is the spot Bitcoin ETF. But how long will Gary Genzer be able to hold that dam? Right? Like, how long will he be able to delay it? There's a lot of pressure. There's lawsuits going. He got absolutely massacred, grilled in, in Congress about this. So, you know, do you, it, 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 I can't say for, for certain that it's politically motivated. Uh, I cannot say that for certain. But uh, I'll just say this. Lots of coincidences. Uh, it has me suspicious. And, you know, what I said in the very beginning of the show, the biggest converter, uh, the converter to make people Bitcoiners, to make people believe in Bitcoin, it's not, it's not the memes, it's not the content, it's not, this, and not to bash on the content, you know, the, the, all the articles and books that all these awesome, amazing Bitcoiners have written, all the video content, all the digital content that have made, right? It's not to say that it doesn't move the needle, but what really, really moves the needle is NGU number go up and here's the thing as soon as a spot bitcoin etf gets approved in the united states you can make a pretty sure bet that number go up is going to do what number go up does and i'm going to kind of connect this with and of course anyone who's not a fan of bitcoin and there's a lot of people that are not a fan of bitcoin in the current administration look at the wording that came out of the presidential economic report they bashed on on a non-state money. They, they made the case as to why central banking was necessary, and they made the case for the necessity of central bank digital currencies. The US Treasury released a paper late last year called The Future of Money and pay, uh, Payments. In that entire paper, literally called The Future of Money, they did not mention Bitcoin as the future of money. They mentioned payment platforms, they mentioned stable coins, and they mentioned central bank digital currencies. So is it too much, it's too, is it too much to say? Is it, is it a stretch too far to say that perhaps the delay by the SEC to approve a spot Bitcoin ETF is not politically motivated? I don't know. I don't know. I can't say it. But from from our angle, maybe we maybe it's because we cover this every single day. Could be so. One last thing. One last thought I want to leave with you guys. Last Bitcoin bull market, uh, 2020, 2021. It was it was going nuts. I, I, I truly believe we were going to hit 100K. In fact, I think we should have hit 100K Bitcoin. But in the middle of that bull market, you know what happened? There was a state attack. You know what the state attack was on? I believe it was an attack on the price. What happened? The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, banned Bitcoin miners within China. The hash rate plummeted. The plummet, it, it plummeted the Bitcoin hash rate as miners went offline. And you know what also plummeted with the hash rate? The price of Bitcoin. Why? Because a lot of those miners needed to sell 
Bitcoin in order to relocate to a more favorable jurisdiction. I truly believe that was the main reason. And I know it's very, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I'm literally, I'm telling you, don't take my word for it. Look at actually Opti, why don't you pull it up while, while I continue talking about it? If you look at the Bitcoin hash rate and the price of Bitcoin, when that went down, there's a direct correlation between the hash rate plummeting and the price of Bitcoin. And I really believe that cut the last bull market short. It took the momentum out of the bull market. It was still able to make it kind of creep up to all-time highs, but you'll see that momentum, like it's, it's almost like it was chopped at the knees. And, and you could almost say, right, it's another big coincidence. It's another big coincidence because who benefits? Who benefits from Bitcoin not reaching 100K, 120K? You know who benefits? The people that are pushing central bank digital currencies. So just my two cents there. Let's pull up this. Thank you, Opti. I appreciate it. Um, so if we pull this up, Opti, could you zoom in a little bit? Just drag and drop between the, yeah, there we go. Awesome. Yeah, perfect. All right. So if you take a look, guys, the uh, one is the hash rate. And I believe the hash rate is the darker blue and the price is the lighter blue. If you take a look at literally the price falling off the cliff, take a look at what the hash rate was doing around the same time. Take a look at what the hash rate was doing, what the price was doing. That was downward pressure from miners. Remember, at the time, China had the vast majority of Bitcoin miners. That is downward pressure for miners trying to relocate overseas in a more favorable jurisdiction. Now, Bitcoin won that battle. It won that battle with flying colors. Got an A. But, you know, I, I, I truly believe, man, don't. Um, and I, and I posted, a, I posted a, a clip with Lawrence Lepard this morning. Do not underestimate how far, you know, certain people, the party of green, to put it nicely, will go to maintain their privilege of being able to create money for free that everyone else has to work for. That is a godlike privilege, being able to counterfeit money, being able to create money out of thin air. What Bitcoiners are advocating for is an equal system where no matter who you are, whether you're the president, emperor, king, god king, whatever, if you want to make more Bitcoin, you have to spend on infrastructure to mine said Bitcoin. You have to buy it or you have to earn it. There is no easy way around it. There is no easy. You can't just create more of it. Um, and that I think that itself, that fundamental idea will will fix the world. Um, and that's how we get back to a, to a sound money standard. Anyways, Opti, what's your take on all this, bro? Do you agree with Michael Saylor and his take that those are the three things that are going to take Bitcoin to five million U.S. Well, dollars. Well, I mean, I don't have the insights that Sailor does, so uh, you know, I I'm just an average Bitcoiner that wants to stack Bitcoin and opt out of the madness. But it really goes to show, and it's something we've been talking about this bear market. I, I think even Yellow was quote tweeting me as saying this is the most bullish bear market yet, and it just it's that one uh, quote. What's the quote like? Um, Sometimes decades happen in weeks. And sometimes, you know, nothing happens in decades or whatever. You guys know the meme. Anyways, it just goes to show how quickly things are moving. You know, when we covered the news about the FASB ruling last week, 
we we you know we knew that there were some banks that were interested in custodying Bitcoin, and now we are seeing the dominoes start to fall very quickly. And I, I think people underestimate how strong the incentive structures of Bitcoin are. And we have to remember that if you are an asset manager right now, if you are holding anything in the traditional financial system and you're looking at the landscape, you are looking for a safety boat. You're looking for something that you can hold that is either going to make you profit or alternatively like Bitcoin outside of the traditional financial world so that you don't get absolutely wrecked. And so, you know, there is smart people out there. You can't just discount everyone and say that oh they're stupid because they're part of the financial the traditional financial world like they know what they're doing they know what they're holding and they're just hoping that they can basically play musical chairs long enough and so if you're looking at the landscape you are starting to understand the same thing that we talk about constantly like oh wait bitcoin isn't going away oh wait bitcoin isn't dying you know as much as the corporate bs can come out and say like write a new Bitcoin obituary, TikTok next block, Bitcoin's never been stronger. There's never been as much mind share in regards to Bitcoin. And so people are starting to look for the alternatives because, hey, I don't know if you've noticed, but your purchasing power isn't going far enough. Like inflation is hitting everyone, even if you are one of the Cantillon insiders. So like as a Bitcoiner, you know, does this really mean much to me personally? Because I always advocate, look, if you're an average person of average means, then you should just be buying spot Bitcoin directly. Like just buy Bitcoin however you can or work for it, save for it, whatever, whatever way of acquiring Bitcoin for you. I really don't care. Just all we need is more people holding Bitcoin and taking that Bitcoin into self-custody. But with all that being said, to allow all of the liquidity and capital in the traditional financial world that is looking for somewhere to store their value, then all this stuff needs to play out. And it's playing out in real time. And the dominoes are getting stacked up real quickly. So, like, they understand that they need a safety valve. Like, they need they need a pressure relief valve here. And that is what Bitcoin is. And eliminating the obstacles that are, you know, spot Bitcoin ETF, the FASB ruling. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for us, hardened Bitcoiners like banks custodying your Bitcoin, which we always advocate, like, don't give them your Bitcoin, guys, you know, make it through the HODL buyout zone. Do not even use any of this uh, machinations that are a part of the traditional financial world, whether that's the paper Bitcoin, you know, ETFs that we are always talking about, whether that's giving them custody of your Bitcoin, they're going to have to find ways to incentivize you to give up your Bitcoin and give them back control of, uh, you know, the same mechanisms that got us into this place in the first place. And so they need to find escape valves. And and as another sailor meme was, was like, everyone is holding melting ice cubes in their hands. You know, everyone that holds fiat understands that they are losing purchasing power. And this is why everyone has been turned into a speculator, because you need to keep, you know, what's uh what did they say? The Keynesians like you need to keep the velocity of money up so that the money, you know, spins around and people forget that they're not making any fucking value. And so, of course, you need to eliminate all these obstacles so that the capital can flow into Bitcoin legally or, you know, legally as they uh try to figure out fiduciary responsibilities and all this stuff. And so, hey, if these this is what Saylor says, you know, he he owns he's a billionaire. He owns a huge corporation. So I think he has a better insight into what is necessary for a bunch of capital to go into Bitcoin. And so as just a Bitcoiner that's like watching all this happen, it's like, yeah, 
of course, these corporations need a way to get capital into Bitcoin because we we knew that Bitcoin was going to get financialized eventually. And we know that the institutions have been here. I've been having so many conversations with friends that like I, I think you guys forget that Bitcoiners are everywhere. They work in corporations that, you know, they work in every corner of the world and they have friends that are high net worth individuals and they're having these conversations. And of course, it's a little anecdotal, but people are interested in Bitcoin. They have to be. And again, it's kind of what I'm going to be talking about on the culture. It's like people are feeling the pain and they need to find a solution because again, if you are smart and you're holding any amount of wealth that you created yourself, you're looking at the landscape and you're like, holy shit, there is a problem and I need to figure out the solution or else I'm going to get poor. And so people are looking for solutions and obviously eliminating all these obstacles so that capital can flow into Bitcoin. It's going to make number go up and number go up is the reason why people care. You know, say what you want about number go up or the number go up maxis, but like we all basically got greedy saw the Bitcoin price go up and realized like, holy shit, I can make some profits here. I, I can not get poorer by holding Bitcoin. And this is all anyone's trying to do is just figure out ways to store value so that they can stop getting poor. So if all these obstacles get eliminated, the number is going to go up dramatically. And it's upon us to make sure that people take Bitcoin into self-custody, that they buy spot Bitcoin. It is a digital bearer instrument. Like you want to hold this directly. Do not give the middleman control of your money again, or else we're going to end up in the same place that God is here in the first place, which is them rehypothecating your money, which is them, you know, doing all kinds of crazy things and speculating with your work, with your wealth. And hey, you know, maybe I'm just a 80 IQ Bitcoiner, but I feel very comfortable having my wealth, uh, you know, metaphorically under my mattress <laughs> in self-custody. Like, it, it's so simple. I, I really don't get how people think that it's okay to give someone your life savings and then expect them to, you know, like, don't do crazy shit with it. Like, it just, it makes no sense to me. But hey, you know, people have been lulled to sleep and here we are and hey. The obstacles are getting removed and the capital is going to flow into Bitcoin. So it's going to be lit. Boom. Bars, bars. All right, everybody, let's get. No, before we get to the culture, I want to give a very, very special shout out to our sponsor, the Bitcoin 2024 conference. It's going to be the biggest Bitcoin conference in the world. It's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, July 25th through the 27th. You definitely, definitely don't want to miss it. You can use promo code SIMPLY to get 10% off your tickets. For a GA, it's $349. For an industry pass, it's $849. For a whale pass, it's $4,749. Opti and I are going to be there. You definitely don't want to miss the biggest Bitcoin conference of the year, Bitcoin 2024 in Nashville, Tennessee, July 25th through the 27th. 2024. All right, everybody, let's get to the culture. We got a lot to talk about. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by swanbitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit swanbitcoin.com today.
Let's go, guys. All right, so give you guys some context on this tweet. First and foremost, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Tom Luongo, I, I highly suggest you go watch some of his uh, YouTube videos and, and his podcast appearances. He hosts a podcast. It's uh, like Gun Gold and goats or something like that. Uh, sorry for butchering that, Tom. But anyways, he's been kind of going very hard on the idea of like Davos, man. You guys know World Economic Forum is held in Davos uh, every year. And we understand here, at least at Simply Bitcoin, what the World Economic Forum wants to do, what they're trying to do. And even we cover it constantly on the show, what they've been saying directly. You know, TLDR, you will own nothing and be happy. They want you in 15-minute cities. They want you literally, as I always say, deaf, dumb, and blind. And they're constantly rolling stuff out to gaslight the population into following their very evil and nefarious stuff that Dr. Evil, I mean, uh, Klaus Schwab tries to roll out. Anyways, he's quote tweeting this video that came out of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. basically saying that uh, there won't be any sense of fairness in the Democratic uh, elections or nominations coming up. And I'm not going to play the video. You guys can find this on, on Twitter if you really want the whole sauce about what he's quote tweeting. Um, and that's not really what I'm going to talk about. But Here's a thread, and he quote tweets it, and he goes, okay, I was wrong. This is peak Davos. And you guys know me. I've been saying on the show constantly about the idea of have we hit peak clown world? Well, <laughs> every other day we find something new that's like this is peak clown world. So this is, I think, Tom Luongo's way of saying the same thing, like this is peak Davos. Anyways, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I've been constantly saying the same thing on the show for the last couple of weeks is that people need to feel pain. Like people need to – search for solutions to a very personal problem. And we are in a situation right now where the zeitgeist is people are understanding that they're getting poorer, that there is a problem and they don't know what the solution is. And, and many, even on that same, a lot of people can't even explain what the problem is. They just, they just feel that there's something wrong. And we've seen this, you know, the what's the Richmond North of Richmond song that went viral. We're seeing the TikTok mm -hmm. videos on social media about people feeling like they're getting poorer. You know, we're seeing all the crazy numbers coming out of the White House where they're faking and fibbing all this stuff to make you feel like you aren't as poor as you are. And. That's like the zeitgeist right now. It's the unspoken feeling that we're all feeling right now. It's like, are we in a recession? Are we in a Great Depression? You know, like, where are we right now? Uh, I know most people in their daily lives are just starting to feel the squeeze. They're starting to feel that their money isn't going far enough. So getting to this point, and it's what I've been saying, people need to feel the pain before they wake up. And I really like this framing that Tom Luongo uh, just created the other day. And I, and I think it's a very powerful framing. So let's get into this. He goes, he quotes tweets this RFK video about the chicanery that is going to go on in the, in the elections next year. And he goes, okay, I was wrong. This is peak Davos. And then people responded and go, we can't vote our way out of this mess. Maybe he's starting to realize that. And that's something we say all the time. There is no political solution to this. But this is where I think the framing um, it's very strong and Tom Luongo has been saying stuff like this for a while and I really think he gets what's going on even though he's kind of a gold bug and he's I don't think he's very uh, big on Bitcoin and then we can work on him uh, even though I know uh, Phil Gibson's has been talking to Tom Luongo uh, he's still not fully a Bitcoiner anyways that's besides the point Tom Luongo responds with it's not about voting our way out of this mess it's about forcing them to expose the hypocrisy to those who still believe that we can there are millions of normies out there that still need to believe the system isn't terminally corrupt and we constantly talk about this on the show like it blows my mind that people still have faith in the system when it's so obvious to us like when 
it's so thoroughly been exposed that there is fraud, that there is blatant theft coming from the powers that be. And yet people still believe that, you know, the people in suits on the TV are are working for their best intentions. And it, it just blows my mind. I, I constantly go back to the Dave Chappelle meme of him being a politician. And that's all I ever see when I see politicians talk. And so I, I fully agree that, look, a lot of times planting the message of Bitcoin isn't necessarily hitting them with the facts and the figures. It's about, as we say, winning the hearts and minds of the masses. And first, you got to incept the idea that there is a problem, that people are lying to them, that the whole thing is fake and fraud. And there is no fixing the system because people still believe they can vote their way out. But it's not so much about it telling people that we can vote our way out. It's more about showing people the hypocrisy that there is something wrong. And so someone responds, you can't train sheep to think and 90% of the human race are sheep. And I have also fallen into this framing. You know, you get very blackpilled at times and you're like, man, like, are people really this dumb? And I hate saying that because I am team human and I, and I am very hopeful and, and I like to think the best in people. And I, I found myself getting very blackpilled like, man, you know, maybe people are just not that smart and they don't want hard money and they much rather have what's the meme like comfortable slavery than dangerous freedom. And I think Tom Luongo just blew that out of my mind. And I, and I was kind of having these conversations of like point of view, like try to be a little more optimistic. I know Opti, be more optimistic uh, and look at the world clearly and maybe even naively optimistic, as I always say. And I really like this tweet and this framing from Tom Luongo. And he goes, bullshit. Most people are not sheep. They are just comfortable wolves. Take enough comfort away and you'll see the wolf come out fast. And I think this is such a good framing because we constantly say it in the same vein. Like people need to feel the pain. And once they feel the pain, like they become savages. Like they wake up very pissed off, very angry. And you constantly see it, you know, even coming from more progressive people like they wake up, they get pissed off and they start protesting and they start burning cities down. Like people are just comfortable wolves right now. If they feel enough pain, they will wake up and want to change something. And, you know, maybe you. And you're seeing that you're seeing that, too. You're seeing that exactly. in Argentina, right? Like you're seeing that like thirst exactly. for change. And for that's sure. the point that I wanted to kind of double down on, guys, is like, don't be so blackpilled. And I was very blackpilled as well, where it's like, man, people maybe are sheep. But I think people are just so comfortable. They're lulled to sleep. You know, you weren't taught about this stuff. It took you a long time to become a Bitcoiner. And then you woke up with a vengeance and you stacked your ass off. You went so hard. You've had these very head-to-head -head, you know, arguments with your family and you stood your ground. And I think more people are waking up to the fact that there is a problem. And once they finally wake up, like things are going to get kicked into overdrive. And so just to finish this rant off, uh, I want to end on Tom Luongo's. He did an even longer response, so I'm going to read it here because I, I think it's great framing, guys. So Tom Luongo responds. He goes, in response to those triggered by me having the temerity to have a little faith in people by calling them comfortable wolves, here's my sermon from my digital mount for today. The whole people are sheep idea is itself a psyop to keep leaders from emerging from the dissident class, both left and right. If you believe the task is too big, will you do it? Will you do the cost-benefit analysis and say, fuck it, who wants pie? Divide and conquer takes many forms. 
This idea is one of them. Bleeding off the energy of those who see the corruption earliest extends the lifespan of the tyrannical system. The very personality types who should emerge as leaders against the psychotic alphas are the ones handed a platform like Twitter to vent their nihilism and hatred of humanity. It's not just the shit libs who are gaslit NPC folks. So stop being gaslit by morons. Stop turning out, chuckling in collapsitarianism and work a little harder. There are people out there who aren't leaders but also aren't doormats either. They are like you without hope they are looking for someone to provide the direction the activation energy to see some hope calling them sheep is to say they are irredeemable we've all been abused by these psychotic alphas having empathy not derision for that abuse is the first step towards making things better but if this makes me naive or a hopeless romantic in your eyes i would tell you maybe that mirror you're holding up to me should be turned around ask yourself where the impulse to degrade potential allies really come from because that whole idea of people loving their misery because it's comfortable takes many many forms all of them are toxic. All of them. So, yes, I'm not just standing up for my idea of people being comfortable wolves. I'm doubling down. This is your call to action. Embrace it or remain in the service of those you profess to hate. Bars. Bars. And, and I, I want to say, I want to I want to like interject like right quick, right? Like it, that doesn't apply to any type of philo- uh, yeah, political exactly. philosophy, right? It's not, it's not a left or right thing, right? You know, I know he framed it in that way, like, you know, where, where he made the comment about the you know the 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 certain political ideology but it just it just applies like do you want to live a, a life of proof of work or do you want to live a, a a life where you depend on another person that's really really the big question right and look it, it, there's going to be a fundamental conflict between uh you know there's going to be a clash right there's going to be a clash between these two types of philosophies because at the end of the day, look, if we do migrate to, uh, uh, you know, a Bitcoin standard, you know, the ability to print money to pay for things uh, is going to be gone. Right. So a lot of the things that have been given out, a lot of the things that have been promised to people, but nobody truly could afford uh, those things go away under a Bitcoin standard. So I think that we're heading into an era where if you take personal responsibility over your life, you will never, I don't think we've ever lived in, in an era with, with that much opportunity, that much ability to prosper, but it does take personal responsibility, whether that's the personal responsibility of the storage of your wealth or the personal responsibility of seeking how, seeking your own information sources re, rather than relying on a few legacy media corporate channels, uh, see a personal responsibility of your health over, over what you eat it applies to all of these things, right? So don't get stuck in the left-right dichotomy, which I truly believe is there on purpose to divide and conquer the populace. has nothing to do with that. It's truly the party of green, the party of nihilism, poverty, despair, central bank digital currencies, slavery, or beauty, how beauty on said it, death, versus the party of Bitcoin, the party of peace, prosperity, opportunity, optimism. There's a reason that Opti's name is Optimus Fields, right? Um, So you have to decide as an individual, don't get stuck in the left and right bullshit. It is literally distraction. It's party of green versus party of orange. I just want to say that. That was great context because I really just wanted to kind of spread that idea of the signal of like comfortable wolves. I think it's such good framing that you know, people are lulled to sleep right now, whether it doesn't matter where it's from. It's like there has been a a direct uh, attack on the human mind for for too long. 
And now we are getting to a point where it's like sink or swim, where you have no choice in the matter. It's like, well, you do have a choice, actually. But like we know where it's headed. It's heading towards a dystopian, tyrannical future, you know, controlled by the same psychopaths that got us into this position and or a world of people like you that are individuals that want to just live, live a good life, provide for their family, provide value, do something good and leave a better planet. And to me, this is why we have dedicated our whole lives to this because it really is bitcoin or slavery bitcoin or death like bitcoin is hope bitcoin's given me a new hope and i really do think that more people are waking up to this like there are a bunch of comfortable wolves out there they are just they they just need a little more comfort to take away be taken away and it's being taken away in real time and so hey you woke up before them so be a good shepherd be a positive voice in your community be a positive voice on twitter because there's more people that want hope that need hope and that are looking for a better alternative. But we're, we're all getting caught up in this black pill. Like, ah, oh, the, the future is going to be worse than it is today. Like there's no hope. And I remember when I was hopeless and then I found Bitcoin and now I wake up every single day and just like, all right, we're winning. We're constantly winning. So just spread that signal guys. There's more people like you out there and they're waking up every single day. It is not left versus right. It is orange versus green and we are absolutely winning guys. So just, uh, just, just keep it going, man. I don't know. I, I don't know what else to add to this. Yeah, man. I, it's it's truly that. But uh, just stay stay on the mission. We we're gonna win this thing. It's inevitable. The incentives are on the on our side, and the only thing they truly have left is coercion. Anyways, guys, it's the moment you've been waiting for. It's the best part of the show. It's time to review some memes. The daily meme review. Brought to you by Kaboomracks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboomracks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboomracks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboomracks. Uh, <laughs> all right guys this is the meme review this is the lighthearted end of all the crazy stuff we talked about today tag us on twitter simply bitcoin TV. Okay, get it out get it out get it out <laughs> oh you're waiting till i talk <laughs> all right guys tag me on twitter at simply bitcoin tv uh, if I don't, if I don't get it on, maybe tag my personal account, Optimus Fields. Our our Twitter account's getting pretty crazy out there. But don't just tag your own memes. You can tag your own memes, but tag your favorite memes as well, and I'll bring them on the show. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. No, no, no. Let's. We haven't done this in a while, and our boy Darth is holding it down. Join our I Telegram say it every group. single day, Literally. bro. No, no. But join our. Stop what you're doing right now and join Simply Bitcoin Telegram group. We're almost at a thousand people. We're at 960 something or 970 maybe. You got to go to t.me slash simply Bitcoin TV. Join it. It's absolutely free. And, and drop yeah, your memes yeah, in there yeah. and I search it every single morning. Drop your, and drop your memes in there and tag Opti. Just tag well, Opti, you drop your memes. You don't have to tag me, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> don't blow up my telegram. All right, guys. Anyways, tweets are the bullets. Memes are the artillery. As you can tell, we are in an information war. 
and it's never been clear that we have the truth on our side. So just continue to plant the flag, spread the signal, and get more people to ask a very simple question. What is money and what the hell is going on in the world right now? And why is the money printer the root of all the problems? Anyways, first meme is by our boy, the BTC therapist, BTC therapist, sorry. And he goes, describe your life in one photo. Here, I'll start. Hashtag BTC. And he goes, normal people investing in bonds and real estate and stocks and it's different colored buttons. And then me, uh, just a bunch of Bitcoin buttons and we just keep stacking and pressing the Bitcoin buttons. Uh, this is the way. It's not financial advice, but go all in on Bitcoin. All right, anyways. <laughs> Next meme is by Maxi's Club, uh, 518 Grandpa. And we got a future Bitcoiner here, you know, your future progeny here. And it's a mother. Uh, maybe it'll be your daughter, your daughter's children, your grandchildren. So there's a grandchildren talking to their mother and he goes, son, you can't spend all day talking about Bitcoin. And he goes, what would your grandpa say? And here's like a little, little thought bubble of your grandpa. And he goes, don't let them take your freedom through a CBDC. So we'd constantly be talking about Bitcoin. Go forth and spread the Bitcoin signal. Okay. And this next one, actually the next series of memes is all about the the alien from the Mexico Congress. It, it was going wild. On- Bro, that shit was weird <laughs> as fuck, dude. That was so weird. It was like a little little lizard demon There's so many memes on Twitter. So we're going hard on the alien meme from Mexico. I did one yesterday, but all I could see this morning was a bunch of these. So here we go. Uh, You know me. I I don't miss a chance on dunking on Ethereum. Uh, We got a picture here of of, uh, Vitalik and then the alien. And it goes, corporate needs you to find the difference between this picture and this picture. They're the same picture a mummified alien <laughs> oh my goodness that's a, a joke, joke by the way okay we're joke. joking okay it's this next joke. one i'm doubling down actually these are both tony hoddle shout out to you bro i didn't notice that uh aka at stacking underscore sats underscore on twitter uh we got a picture of peter schiff here and it goes gold uh 1700 bitcoin one dollar and then we got a picture of peter schiff getting older and gray-haired now and it goes gold 1700 bitcoin ten thousand dollars and then we got the last picture which is uh peter schiff's head on the a the mummified alien it goes gold at seventeen hundred dollars bitcoin ten million dollars he's gonna still be waiting for the day when bitcoin explodes great meme all right this next one is uh greg zodge one and he goes how i sleep knowing i self-custody all the bitcoin i probably lost in a boating accident and it's a picture of the mummified alien okay all right all right next one is by Wynikus, and he goes them when are you planning on spending your bitcoin me is a mummified <laughs> alien never okay and the last one is by ding dong 3001 he goes me after hodling another thousand years <laughs> it's the mummified alien fuck you and stack sats let's go <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll probably not bring any more aliens on because I thoroughly destroyed. So, so hold on a second. So, (laughs) oh man, that was a that was a solid meme review. You're gonna have to explain yourself to Rustin, okay? Hey, 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 this is the meme review, okay? Rustin, all right. If if we're really gonna explain this, Rustin did a a breaking post on our timeline about like aliens and Bitcoin. This is you're gonna have to you're gonna have to explain yourself to Rustin. Timeline is semi-serious. Like it, we try to give you guys news and signal. The meme review is us joking on popular culture and what's popular. <laughs> okay. Hold on, hold on. Oh, do I have? Malaka. 
right, drop me right. review score on all the right. other side of this. All right. All right, my meme review right. score, right. Nico. This is a this is a simply Bitcoin first. All right, I got a Paul Stamets host defense lion's mane powder. If you know, you know. Definitely get this in your supplement stacks. I absolutely love lion's mane. This is how I get going in the morning. Okay, I'm gonna give it a uh, simply oh. Bitcoin sticker. Which wine we should definitely sell on the should website. Definitely get those and. And run node sticker. Run nudes. So. Run, run node, Opti. Run node. I, I read it wrong. Okay. All right. Run run a node. Get yourself a start All right. node. All right. Best well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There is some scores in here, Nico. All right. Wait, wait. Do we wait? Wait, wait, wait. I know you see this fresh hoodie on okay are we are we dropping it are we making to make wine happy we plug All right, it in guys. the beginning we're plugging it at the end scan, scan. wines would be super happy with us uh yeah scan the qr code on your screen right now take you directly to the simply bitcoin website you can get yourself some simply bitcoin merch literally it we pay attention to we pay attention to the details it literally says bitcoin or slavery in the stitching it's dope get yourself a hoodie or a shirt and we're gonna be dropping some new merch Coming very, very soon. All right, Opti, let's get to some scores. First score by Hammersaw. I give the memes a globe of the wealth painted globe orange of the world, with bro. a Bitcoin. Well, what did I say? Oh. All right, whatever. Globe of the world painted <laughs> orange with a Bitcoin logo. Next one by Kanita. Um, Cygnus X, the orange theme, 1994 TikTok next block. I like that. I like that. Uh, Elaine, after Tucker's post, fiat inflation truth becomes mainstream. The rest will become Bitcoin history. Elaine, you have, I love your scores. Always, always fire. World of Rusty. Okay. Here, hold on. Let me get, let me get this yellow fur ball. Here we go. Here we go. I give those the eight plushies that Becca lost in Germany. Did she really? That's funny. Um, wow. Wow, Becca. One job. Guys, get get yourself get yourself this at uh, worldofrusty.com. You can get yourself a yellow plushie. Thanks for sending it over, Rusty. All right, next one by Anton. I give the memes uh, alien Bitcoin supercycle. <laughs> they came to stack sats. Very very nice. Uh, Andrew Williams, <laughs> the the mummy alien wearing Opti's orange hoodie. It looked like a okay. ET phone home, and it's not a red hoodie. It's an orange hoodie. Could you, could you say it? Could you say ET phone ET home? ET phone home. No, you gotta say it in the voice. voice. I don't know. I don't remember the voice. <laughs> I don't remember the voice. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. okay, 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 it's really okay. like that. Um, Mama Opti. <laughs> this guy every Wait, day. Wait, you gotta do the whole thing. That's, do the whole name. That, that's that's Copernicus, yeah, yeah. right? Is yes. that Copernicus? Oh, dude, you're in trouble, bro. This is okay, a good you're score, in trouble. Though. Read the whole name, though. Read the whole name. <laughs> Opti told me what you did, bro. No bueno. Okay. Bitcoin no, wait, made it's Mama son, Opti. Made Bitcoin my, made my son poor and kind of happy. <laughs> Score. Watch the show to support your son. Find out he has public he has a publicly known guilt fetish when grandson. Oh my Opti. god. Oh man. Okay, next one. Um uh, UTXO. I give the memes the Venus of I uh, you I you I can't help you on that one. Doni Vestanis Vestanis. I don't know. I don't know. I give the memes the Venus of Dolci Vestonis. Something like that. Uh, 
I guess. I guess. You deserve real money. I give the memes simply by Bitcoin this the merch. Way. Yeah, no, but but wine says that. I say simply bit simply buy Bitcoin. Um yeah. Yeah. Stack hoodies. Yeah. Stay humble. Stack hoodies. Stack I mean, if you do want to support the show, definitely <laughs> stack those hoodies and shirts. We do appreciate it. Um, anyways, Satwise Janks, I give the memes a Max Kaiser freaking on Peter Schiff on stage many years back. Oh, we gotta find that clip now. Um and <laughs> All right, wrong <laughs> we are out of time guys i hope you enjoyed simply bitcoin live if you enjoyed the show you know what to do smash that like button consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value but the number one thing you could do to help push the peaceful bitcoin revolution forward is share this content and in fact share all bitcoin content don't be exclusive be inclusive share all bitcoin content don't share share shitcoin content that's counterproductive i'm your host nico this is my legendary co-host opti and thank you guys so much for tuning in we will see you tomorrow for the Friday special of Simply Bitcoin Live. We're going to break down Tucker bringing hot fire on. And he has a Javier Mali interview tonight, too. So hopefully you'll get some spicy clips. All right, everybody. Peace out.